Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 18 of Big League Flicks, a sports movie podcast. I'm Jamie McKinman, and as always, I'm joined by my co-hosts, Christian Webster and Jordan Reed. What's up, boys? How are we doing, fellas? Great to be back in the Raj. Big week last week. Notre Dame, huge W. America, even bigger W. Well done. You didn't <laughs> screw that one up. Uh, took you long enough, but we got there. And uh, we got a classic on our hands tonight, fellas. Great to be here, everybody. Great weekend last weekend. Yeah, we uh, America won, Notre Dame won, and the Raiders won. So work on Monday morning. And the Bills. Just, oh, I'm sorry, the Bills. Yes, of course. Maybe the, maybe the biggest win taken off the Seahawks? I mean, you know, a North, Suck it, Russell. North Tonawanda <laughs> is still buzzing about that one. Yeah. Um, the Anchor Bar is The rocking. Anchor Bar probably had four for one wings on that day. Anyway, 50 great capacity, but we're still rocking. <laughs> <laughs> great to be here, everybody. Yeah, good. So, uh, yeah, obviously, as Webb teased, and since it's Master Week, we have a classic on our hands with a 1996. Uh, there's two golf movies, actually, in 1996. We had Tin Cup, and we had the one that we're doing today, Happy Gilmore. For 400 years, golf has been a gentleman's game, a game of tradition, etiquette, and above all, sportsmanship. Until now. Y'all ready for this? Yeah! Meet Happy Gilmore. He was a hockey player. Touch my puck, baby! Don't you ever touch my puck! Who was skating on thin ice. But when his grandma needed his help... Mrs. Gilmore owes the IRS $270,000. We're going to have to sell the house to someone else. But she's an old lady. I mean, look at her. She's old. He discovered a new talent. Just like 400 yards away. That's unbelievable. Now he's going from the links. Step right up, folks. See if you can outdrive the amazing golf ball uh, whacker guy. To the links. Hey, where are you going with those clubs, punk? I'm your caddy. He's going to be on the tour. That's that's super. He's got the swing. He's got the drive. He shoots, he scores! He's got the balls. Hurt a little, but I'm all right. Quite a large and economically diverse crowd here at the Invitational. I guess it's the new tour sensation, Happy Gilmore. Hey, if I saw myself in clothes like those, I'd have to kick my own ass. And while he's trying to keep Granny out of the rest home, I'm telling you, this place is perfect. You're gonna make friends in no time. He's driving the game of golf. Why didn't you just go home? That's your home! Are you too good for your home? Answer me! Straight into the ground. Damn you people, this is golf! I'm Bob Barker. Looks like you and I are going to be playing together today. This guy sucks. All right, let's go. Universal Pictures presents Adam Sandler. The price is wrong, Bob. As golf's missing link. Happy Gilmore. Well, unless you're new... You know that before we kick off our review, we like to crack the top on a nice cold beer. So without further ado, let's get into our brew review. What are we drinking today, Webb? 
Well, boys, like you mentioned, James, it's Masters weekend, so I figured we'd better get a great beer to celebrate Masters. And what's more fitting than a beer that is encompassing all things golf and inspired by JR's average hole score. It's this true. week, we're enjoying a pint of the crisp, <laughs> clean, and refreshing triple bogey lager. <laughs> At 5%, this blonde lager made from the freshest of Aurora and Pearl hops is perfect to pair with any food or occasion. It'll make you proud to tell your friends you scored a triple bogey. So head on over to your local 19th hole, liquor, and select grocery stores and grab yourself a triple bogey. For more information, check them out on visit by visiting triplebogey.com or give them a follow on all social media at triplebogeybrewing. Triple Bogey Brewing, why not hit another? As always, Big Luke Flicks reminds you to please enjoy responsible and always ensure you have a safe ride home. Cheers, boys. Well Cheers. done. What do you got, JR? Oh, that's refreshing and web. I wish I could say it wasn't true, but it's so true. I've uh, lost a couple golf balls a la Bryson DeChambeau a few times. Um, take one more. You know the drill, too. Two sips. Two sips. It's a, uh, that's a good lager. And I telling you guys before, I love a good lager. Pretty easy drinking. I hate to say it, but it just tastes to me like kind of like a golf beer. There's nothing too crazy that stands out on it. It's refreshing, crisp, good cold. Uh, I'm going to go 7.6 on this one, guys. Pretty standard for yeah, me. Pretty standard. Good lager score. Yeah, it's, you know, obviously it's tough when you're in colder months now, getting the late fall. It's good lager. But you know what? It, it's tough right now, too, because like, yeah. Pickup hockey's not really happening. You don't have men's league or whatever. This would be a good beer to crush after men's league. Yeah. That first one you get when you come off the ice and it just goes down like water. Gone. Um, yeah, but I'm gonna give it a I'm gonna give it a seven point four. What do you got, Webb? Interesting scores. Uh it's funny that you mentioned the hockey. They also make a beer, and maybe we'll have to crack this one for when we do men with brooms. They have a hurry hard curling inspired oh, beer. There you go. Oh, nice. Uh, nice. <clears throat> I've had this beer multiple times. I'm not a huge lager guy. I enjoy them, but I don't love them. Mm-hmm. This one is nice because it's a lighter taste to me going down. Um, even though it's at 5%, it doesn't really feel like it. So mm-hmm. I actually like this one quite a bit in terms of the lagers. Had a, more than a, a few of them out at uh, Smuggler's Glen. We've had a couple, so uh, they're always good. Uh, I'm going to go 7. I'm going to go 7.7. Seven. On wow. 7.7. Seven, seven. Yeah, we're all okay. in around the same score. range. 7.7. Yeah. Seven, seven. It's, yeah, it's refreshing. Lager. It's it is refreshing. refreshing. Yeah, it is a, a good it's, beer. I'm not a huge lager guy, like I said, especially in the summertime. It just They always seem kind of heavy to me. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. fair. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Well, as we mentioned, today we're doing Happy Gilmore, which was directed by Dennis Dugan, distributed in 1996 by Universal Pictures. It got a 7.0 rating on Internet Movie Database, 61% on Rotten Tomatoes. Had a budget of $12 million and grossed $41.2 million at the box office. Ooh. Music by Mark Mothersbaugh, starring Adam Sandler, Chris McDonald, Julie Bowen, and Carl Weathers, former uh, Raider. That's right, he was. That's right. Uh, Apollo Creed himself. So, uh, quick movie synopsis. Happy Gilmore is a failed hockey player wannabe who finds out that he has the most powerful golf drive in history. When his grandmother's house is flagged for foreclosure, Gilmore joins the PGA Tour to make some money to save the house. Gilmore's unorthodox approach to the game of golf rubs traditionalists the wrong way, especially the tour's reigning champion, Shooter McGavin. With the help of former tour champion, Chubbs Peterson, and the tour's public relations head, Virginia Vennett, Happy Gilmore begins to find his way. As the season progresses, the competition between Gilmore and McGavin grows fierce. Will Happy Gilmore become a champion, save his grandmother's house, and win Miss Vennett's heart? character review let's jump into our main character happy gilmore played by adam sandler (laughs) okay uh what can you say about happy gilmore um a lot of things this guy oozes intensity 
First of all, I kind of had that on him. There's just intensity just resonates out of this guy. Uh, I had, you know, Nutbar. I thought, I got to make one comment when he's playing hockey. There's some great old gear in there. I saw some Cooper Technoflex gloves. See some of the Jofa gear? I, I think thought, I saw uh, Tacklos. I Tacklos pants. That is amazing. I saw some of that old gear. It was wonderful. Okay, what I have for Happy is, yeah, a guy who flies off the handle, super short fuse. But like Sandler in a lot of movies where he acts like this, he still has an etiquette and kind of like a way of like a, like morals, I guess. The way he loves his grandma where, you know, he's kind of like out to lunch and crazy and nuts. But at the same time, he's trying to help his grandma out with some sort of values. And he just kind of doesn't really know how to like show it. But I, I really obviously liked him. Um, We've all done the Happy Gilmore as a tee-off at some point. If you haven't in golf, I question that. If someone said yeah. they've never done the Happy Gilmore tee-off, then you either haven't had enough pints in a, scram- in a you tournament. You take golf too seriously. Yeah, or you're taking yourself way too serious by holes 15 when you kind of want to maybe be done, you know, when you're having one of those rounds. And we all just say, all right, I'm Happy Gilmore and a it. I'm, I'm in. I'm doing that. I feel like he's had, like, the impact of that character on golf and, like, as a casual golfer. I feel like he's impacted all of us. We've quoted him. We've said it. We've tried to putt like him when our putting's going bad. Uh, we've done a lot of things. Happy Gilmore-esque. So overall, obviously a great character. He's a legendary character that, like I said, we've all tried to maybe be like at one point, Web. Yeah. He's psychotic, um, <laughs> but he's also hilarious and he has a good heart. Um And he means well. And he, he's got a, he's got a, uh, a JR code, if you will. A little bit of of a code. Um, Amazing hockey player. Uh, (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) What a a skater. Love some of that that tie-in. And I think that's why part of the movie, this movie probably resonates so well with like Canadians, especially just because of that tie-in. That and the fact that there were some scenes in BC. uh, A lot of the golf was actually filmed in BC, which is really cool. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you, you kind of nailed it there on the head, Jared. I don't know if I have too, too much to add. He's iconic in terms of the, the character, just in the same way that, you know, uh, Bill Murray's character is iconic to golf movie right. in, in Caddyshack. Happy Gilmore is iconic in his own right. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, you know, he'd be a great guy to go have a beer with. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Do you not feel one thing I thought about Happy Gilmore, guys? His ups and downs in a round of golf. We've all gone through this. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Have you not gone through the that? The highs, yeah. the highs, and the lowest, the lows. Yeah. Yeah, but hole two, you're like, sweet, I got a par. This is great. By hole four, you're just losing it. You've lost four golf balls. They're all over yeah. the place. You're trying all these things. I don't know. Well, I, that, that's what makes him so appealing, too, right? It's yeah. Because he's, he's the everyday guy when you go out on the golf course and you want to break your clubs over your knee. Oh, yeah. Just, like, it's funny because like, we all want to do that. 100%. But we have nothing on the line. It's just you get frustrated because golf is a frustrating sport. Yeah. And it's, it's, a- it's one of those things, sorry, Jane, that like the other three guys you're playing with don't care. No. It's only you who actually cares. <laughs> yeah. Like they don't care. Yeah. It's always like, oh, should I lay up here? It's like, there's nothing. Why wouldn't Why? you just go for it? You know? Absolutely. I mean, like it's, it's pretty funny though. But yeah. Hilarious. It, this was like prime Sandler, right? Like mid 90s. This is like top two. Like this, this and Billy Madison yeah. are right on the heels of each other too. And like, you can't put it ahead of Billy Madison only because you got Chris Farley and Billy Madison. I'm sorry, you're not putting it ahead of Billy Madison to me, but yeah. it, it's up there for sure. Yeah, because yeah. I and I, especially our generation, like Sandler was hilarious. Like he was that that comedy. Yeah, at our age that we could listen to. Remember the uh, CDs? You're all gonna laugh at you. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I remember listening to that over and over and over. All the the skit. 
uh, Toll Booth comedy. Willie. Yeah, oh, yeah. Toll Booth Willie, all those ones. Yeah. Like, and you felt edgy by listening 25, to sir. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that the same price your mother charges for a blowjob? Like I'm guys, coming out in a booth! <laughs> <laughs> like, you guys are teachers now. Like, could you imagine the teachers back then listening to us oh, yeah. idiots oh. run around school reciting that Between that day. and the jerky boys, like, come on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. they're ridiculous. Oh, uh, classics. And, and, like, 96 was, like, a crazy year for, for the sport of golf because... You had Happy Gilmore. You had Tiger, who kind of blew the sport right. open, right? Tiger's hey. about to go crazy. Yeah. Like, he was blowing it open, opening up the sport to a whole new, making it cool. Like, it, bringing it out of the douchebaggery of the elitist type Making sport. it less stuffy. Yeah. So true. Absolutely. So, let's move on to Shooter McGavin, played by Chris McDonald. Maybe the best sports villain of all time. I know that <laughs> yeah. JJ uh, and a couple and Tommy and those guys on the big three or the end of the three podcasts had the draft and they were all fighting to get this guy. But yeah. seriously, maybe the best sports. Like I put him, okay. him and Bud Kilmore are, are like maybe neck and neck. <laughs> um, fantastic character. Fantastic job by Chris McDonald. He just plays the douchebag so well. Um, just everything from his haircut to his facial expressions, uh, he he nailed it. Uh, Shooter McGavin himself, hell of a golfer, but such an asshole. Like, there's nothing, there's no redeeming quality about this guy. He is everything the traditional golfer uh, of of years gone by that we all hate. Uh, he's that guy, right? Um, so I don't know. He's got some great one-liners in this great. movie for sure, but. Yeah, I don't know, Jay or JR. I had about pretty much what you said. I said everything wrong with golf at this point. Yeah. And those pants, those baggy dress pants, <laughs> are horrible. Everything about his like, gear. Like, uh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, him and, and Don Johnson are like that, both epitomize that, but Don Johnson somehow makes it cool. Whereas Shooter McGavin, just you look at him, you're like, I want to punch you in the head. Yeah. And it's even funny, like, he's just such a jerk and all the lines the Hasselhoff line he keeps using it and now the other guy's are like yeah yeah we've heard this line a thousand times like you the first time you hear it and then you hear it again in the movie you're like all right you just said this a minute ago and you can tell it's such a good job by them to kind of like play that up because it's the same joke every time and they're like okay yeah whatever or uh the smooth with the media every time i'm back here i can't wait to be in portland or every so <laughs> something in the fit. water yeah there's something in the water <laughs> same idea web pretty much what you said just a clown that you just love to hate james yeah, I mean, he's got, like you mentioned it, he's got some classic one-liners in it. The thing about, too, and you mentioned, like, you just, uh, you're talking about Don Johnson, like, pulling it off, it's, like, super cool. Mm-hmm. And I thought that with, like, Shooter McGavin, he had some really good mannerisms. And even his mannerisms, you're like, man, what a douchebag, I just want to punch him in the oh, face. Yeah. Like, his shooter, like, thing, <laughs> where he shoots the guns, he gets mad. <laughs> One of the ones where he, like, puts his heel through the beach ball. <laughs> <laughs> How about when he pops his collar in the in yeah. the happy land gone bad there in the black shirt? Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. That was a great scene too. Like just oh. all the uh, he has a lot of little mannerisms. Like the one where he uh, he asks the guy what he should hit there and the guy thinks it's like a fire iron and he says, Give me my wedge and then he hits the ball. Yeah, I think he chips it in. Yeah. And then oh, he's like fired. Well you're fired. Yeah. As he walks away though, he's like holding the club over the back of his shoulder and stuff. Just his mannerisms are were really good in the role. Yeah. I thought Chris McDonald did a really good job playing this role. You know what Chris McDonald did a good job of? I don't know, you guys can disagree with me if you want, but not getting typecasted after doing this. Yeah. He's in yeah. a lot of movies. Yeah. And I thought after this, he might have kind of got like, you're shooting McGavern, like, which, I mean, it's a pretty legendary character. It is. But he's in lots of other movies. I thought after this, he's it been in been a lot the of end. things. Yeah. yeah. TV too. He was hesitant Absolutely. to take this role, but we'll get into that later. But yeah, that's a good point. Let's move on to Virginia Venet, played by Julie Bowen. 
Uh, Virginia is she's a pretty cool lady. I really liked her character. She was one of those ones as a publicist trying to like move golf forward, but she was also stuck in being that like pawn for the PGA, where it's just yeah. here's what I got to do, and I got to go through them. A hundred percent, there was, and I kind of felt bad for her in that role too, like in that in that especially that time and that role she was in. But I really liked her character. I thought she was pretty cool. She was actually trying to move golf forward, saying, you know, that was at the Dallas Open, I think it was, how they're like, oh, we got to get happy out of here. She's like, well, actually, the Dallas Open basically is blowing up, and we've sold out all the tickets. She's trying to figure out and realize right. that the stuffiness that's working at this point, we're doing better by allowing in some different perspectives. And I think she was a pretty cool character, Web. Yeah, she does her job well. She yeah. takes pride in doing her job as a PR publicist really well. And, um, you know, she did a great job at, at kind of opening up the PGA, like you said. She's definitely not getting an invite to play at uh, Augusta National, but uh, <laughs> oh, no. uh, that's a, that's another story. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I think she does a great job at kind of bridging the gap for happy to right? of like the old world and kind of fitting in with, you know, still being yourself. And so she's kind of his, uh, his moral compass in a lot of ways and kind of tries to get him to be a little bit better too. So yeah, great job. And I mean, she plays, plays a hell of a mom on uh, modern family. Yeah, that's right. She does. I only have one more thing to add about her. She had a terrible lid. That hair was broke. Oh yeah. 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 Like even that. for mid nineties, that was even mid nineties. She's bad also bad. one of those women who has gotten more attractive the older she's gotten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's a she's a beautiful woman and like very classy and stuff. But that haircut, they should have left that in the cutting room floor. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to Chubbs Peterson, played by Carl Weathers, former NFL superstar and Apollo Creed Raiders. I mean, it's all in the hips. Um, <laughs> Chubbs is great, legendary again, hilarious one-liners. the The scene where he's the the instructor there with the woman, and he's just looking at the magazine. Oh, that's it, bend your knees. Like it kills me every <laughs> time. Classic. Like I just think back at some of those golf pros that you see at the range, and they're doing something very similar. They're on their phone or whatever. Like that scene alone is spot on. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's just hilarious. And some of the lines he's got, like when he they go to the 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 putt putt world or wherever it is, like he's just a beauty. I don't know. I don't have a whole lot to add. I mean, he as great as Carl Weathers is, he's not he's not huge in this movie. Like he, there isn't a whole lot to really discuss about him. He's just got a couple yeah. good good one liners there. All right. So same idea. I said hilarious. He needs purpose. Happy kind of gave him a purpose. Mm-hmm. Now here's where I got a little too deep, and you're gonna be like, oh, okay. Um, Carl Weathers plays Apollo Creed. He's Happy's Mickey. Ooh. He, he brings him out. Okay. Happy's like a Rocky. Yeah, he's yeah. kind of loose. He needs whatever. And he's Happy's Mickey. And then he dies too. And then he has to figure it out. And I don't wow. know. I was like, he's Happy's Mickey. I, I, after, when you watch movies to do them for a podcast, sometimes I look at them differently. And I was like, okay. He brought him, because he, he was raw like Rocky was. <laughs> and then he, maybe he had some inspiration. Who knows? Probably not. But that could be me stretching. I'm not sure. No, I like that. I like that. I think that's a good point. It's a hot take. I like it. Really good point. That's all. That's all I had on that. Yeah, I know. I thought Carl Weathers is great. Like, it's hard not to look at him and see like Apollo Creed and Predator and all these types of movies. And it, you know, it was kind of funny actually. Remember in Predator, he gets his arm blown off. Yeah. <laughs> now right. he's got his hand picked hell, up. Hell of a singer too. Yeah, Who that's knew? right. We've only just begun Who knew? <laughs> to live. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I know he was great. Uh, let's move on to Grandma Gilmore, played by Francis Bay. Classic. 
Uh, yeah, she did a great job. Uh, I, the Karate Kid lady, <laughs> yeah, she was wonderful. Um, pretty funny in some of her scenes, and when she's riding the was it the broom or whatever around at the old folks' home, I can't remember it during when Happy was on a run. Yeah, um, loving. Um, had a really cool bond with Happy, and just plays a great old lady. Yeah, there's nothing crazy I want to say about her. She just plays an awesome old lady that you just want to love. High maintenance a little bit though. Who asked for warm milk? Warm milk to, you're sleep. like you're barely alive. Everything's a sleep for you. Come on, little, <laughs> over here, little little uh, little uh, high maintenance for me. No, I'm just kidding. She she did a great job. Uh, the Gene Simmons mask is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mrs. Webster had a great point though. Toss up. Who's a better old lady character? Her or uh, the girl, the the grandma from? Uh, oh my God, Wedding Crashers. Who's also in? Who's oh. also in uh, fifty? Was it no? The wedding singer, the Ooh. one with the pain. Doesn't want to talk about uh, FDR's wife. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the homos. <laughs> that one. That's a tough yeah. one. Yeah, and she does in the wedding singer. She does the hip hop, the hippie to the hippie. To I'm the going the uh, wedding crashers lady. I'm sorry, she I was pretty go. good. Yeah, she's she nuts. Some she's wild. Yeah. She was offside. It was hilarious. She's, she's very offside. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, yeah. I'm going with her. This one hit home a lot for me just because of the relationship I had with my Nana. Like, I mm-hmm. uh, I was a lot closer with my Nana than anyone really in my family and spent a lot of time with her every off-season when I come home and stuff. So, I could, yeah, this one, she was great. I just, she was an awesome guy. I could really sympathize with him, him wanting to do whatever he can to make sure she's okay. Like, that's pretty cool. But let's jump into, are there any other notable characters that stood out for you? I'm going with Hal. Yeah. Hal the Orderly. Uh couple of the best lines in the movie for sure uh which i'm sure we're going to jump into in, in the quotables in here in a minute but uh how stood out to me uh and i'm also going to throw uh i'm going to throw the mista mista lady in there as a standout as well <laughs> just because the wendy's on yes <laughs> just because it's so great i don't know jr um i'm all about mr larson yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i love the bond villain too he was the bond villain with yeah the teeth. he was he i was. love that guy i just think everything about him and just the whole mannerisms and the, the reaction of shooter when he sees him and he goes oh my god <laughs> he's so big and he's like yeah. oh my and he shoots it and he just runs out of there basically i think he was hilarious hey, shooter, you forgot your nine iron <laughs> 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 no, no, no. I had to hit the ball off Frankenstein's foot over there. <laughs> Mr. Gilmore. And then he's like, good, you can count. And that's like the, my favorite line of all time, yeah. I think. Um, I love yeah. his running, too. Mr. The elbows come over his head. Yeah. <laughs> he gets the pistons going, Jay. Yeah. <laughs> he gets the pistons going. Sure and the nail in the head is too much. I got to give a shout out to Otto the cat. He played by Alan Covert. He's, he's a standard... Uh, He's, uh, main he's on the roster, Madison's, right? Yeah, he's on the uh, he's on the Sandler roster. He's uh, he's like the main guy from Grandma's Boy. Totally, right? uh, I love the one too where he's like putting and he's like breaks a little to the left. No, 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 that's because you're missing a shoe. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. Picks guy. up the cracker and eats it too. Is also pretty. Funny. Or the dime. Yeah. Or the dime. We <laughs> <laughs> showering in the uh, a hell of a water beard he had too. Yeah. Oh, it was a great beard. Showering gonna, in the water. Hazard. I'm also gonna. Sorry, I gotta give a shout out to Kevin Nealon too. We yes. got We gotta give a shout out to Kevin yes. Nealon for sure. And Bob Barker. Yes. Oh, there's yeah. just a lot. A lot of Lee really Trevino. Good, a lot of Vern really Lundquist. Vern Lundquist. Yeah. A lot oh, of really Vern good Lundquist secondary characters that add to it. Yeah. That lady too, the Asian lady. Oh uh, my god! Well, you know what? Breakfast. <laughs> 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 Unbelievable. Classic beginning. All right, let's jump into our quotes. 
There's like, are there any literally, left? We just did them all. <laughs> we could pretty much do an entire episode of just the quotes for this movie. There's 100%. Oh, oh my gosh. Are there like some, some ones that kind of stand out? We can spend some time on this one. I'll start out. So the one where the <laughs> shooter McGavin says, uh, you're in big trouble. Pal, I eat sh- piece of shit like you for breakfast. And <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> like, you eat piece of shit for breakfast. He always catches him throughout the movie in those things. <laughs> like the one where he keeps rhyming and he's like, oh, I just made down by the bay. Why don't we just eat some hay? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have just literally beside quotes, I put the entire movie dot, dot, dot. <laughs> um, I like the one too. We use this sometimes. The house is like 400 yards away. And he goes, is that good? I like that. I always think that's pretty funny because you can tell Happy Gilmer's like, is that good? I did yeah. 400 yards away. Um, and you hit the lady. Shouldn't have been standing there. <laughs> uh, gold jacket, green jacket. Who gives a shit? That's yeah. always really funny about that one. Um, must be Burt Reynolds or something. Yeah. Any reference to Burt Reynolds is amazing. That's that's one that uh, me and uh, Nathan Bolsley and Mike Sullivan used to use all the time. Whenever we'd see a, a nice car, we'd be like, oh, look at that. Must be Burt Reynolds or something. <laughs> <laughs> we still use it to this day. <laughs> oh, there's so many. Uh, my fingers hurt. Well, now your back is going to hurt whenever you just pulled duty. Anyway, yeah. well, you asleep, bro. Craft I will put you to sleep. been extended by four hours today. There's so many. Yeah. This is actually... This movie is actually... Uh, Jazz's uh, mom, Christine Long's favorite movie. Did she watch? She, I was just talking to her today at the bus stop when I was dropping Cleo off, and she's like, "I told her we were doing this one this week, and she was pretty excited." And, uh, oh, she nice. says, "Yeah." She goes, "I watch it at least once a year." So. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's got so many good ones. Uh, one of my favorites too is the uh, when they Happy's about to have his little kiss there for the first time on the, the rink, and then they. They pan out to the rink rat doing the the Zamboni, and he's singing "Endless Love." Like kills me every time. (laughs) Yeah, because he just so much. Happy Gilmore, anything, and then they pan out, and he's doing it. Oh man, hilarious! Uh, I I thought of you, Jr. on the one Donald line where he's talking about going to Red Lobster, and then how about Sizzler? Sizzler, Sizzler comes up. Yes. (laughs) Any Vern Lundquist things like who the hell is Happy Gilmore? Or (laughs) here comes the putter throw. Oh, he restrained himself. What's this? Restraint. The price is wrong, bitch. Or the Adams did have a beard. Yeah. There's one more I just want to mention, too. Uh, Mr. Gilmore, Mr. Lafferty will be teeing off now. All right. Good luck, buddy. <laughs> Get out of the way. <laughs> Where were you on that one, dipshit? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's jump into some little-known facts. So Bob Barker wasn't sure if he wanted to be in the movie. When he learned that he was going to win the fight with Adam Sandler, he accepted the role. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, when Dennis Dugan told Bob Barker that a stunt double would be used in the fight scene, Bar- Barker insisted on doing his own stunt, saying, Wait a minute, I know how to fight. Bob Barker studied Tang Soo Do karate for decades under Chuck Norris and his brother Aaron Norris, so he knew his shit. He actually looked pretty good in those. He also like probably studied under The Undertaker with his uh, Rise from the Dead there. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Rest in peace. <laughs> Just wait for Paul Bearer. Yeah. Oh, my Undertaker. <laughs> Bobby, Bobby was pretty. Uh, he was good on his toes there, though. He, he is he a was throwing the shadow back. Pretty good Bobby. jab there. He was throwing them. Little Webb somewhere in the corner, just dying laughing <laughs> at Bob Barker shadow boxing right now. <laughs> So because of Bob Barker's cameo, ratings for The Price is Right rose considerably among college-age viewers. 
So it ended up being a good thing that he did this movie. It's a great show. Anyway. Everybody all, remembers. They're probably all Parker. still stoned thinking they're watching <laughs> Happy Gilmore. Yeah. And Price is Right just came on. <laughs> yeah, no Winch, kidding. Winch, <laughs> they're going to punch him out. <laughs> they're sitting there, yeah, all stoned up watching Plinko. <laughs> How hard would you guys what, spin that wheel? What was your oh, so hard. What was your favorite game on Plinko. Right yeah? What about you? Plinko's up there. Michael's there. Uh, mountain climber was a good one. <laughs> I was pretty good. You know what? Like I've done a lot of grocery shopping in my day. I'm pretty good. I'd be pretty good at that one. That over under game, too. Yeah. Oh no, 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 and then twelve, and there would be like five under, and you're like, is it gonna make it? Oh, amazing. I I was pretty good at the showcase showdowns. Yeah. Were you as good as Barney Stinson? No, I wasn't quite as good. Did you ever see some of the? You ever see some of the like outtakes where people screw up the wheel? No. no there's one amazing. there's one this was like bad they didn't get her in time it was an old lady got in front of the, in front of the wheel and grabbed it like this way pulled it pulled it straight down and, and the the thing caught her and she went right down underneath it. oh jeez oh. she went down hard oh do you guys know it was another great game the safe one remember you had to spin the thing to oh, the safe oh yeah, yeah that yeah. game was awesome yeah yeah yeah, yeah. there's always a car behind there yeah. you know what though god I shadow I, I think i might get in a fist fight at the beginning, if like you know how later in the show you have less, like let's say you're the last one that gets called down and you and you got a bid, and then somebody puts a dollar over you, you're oh, screwed. Yeah. Unless oh, yeah. you get it right on, right? Yeah. So you have to sign a waiver. Like I might fight somebody there. Do you know one time I, I waited all this time to get on this stupid show. I finally get on at the end of the show, and this dickhead's gonna put a dollar. I'm gonna punch him out. Yeah, fair enough. Or you're the guy. Or you're the guy that always puts a penny. Or like yeah, a dollar yeah, yeah, yeah. just to go dollar. under. To go under. How yeah. uh, how small I bet that set actually really is. Oh, it's tiny. I bet oh, you it's small on there. Yeah. Can't be much bigger than the rod. Oh, yeah. For sure. It'd be really small. So, before his first tournament, Happy asked Chubbs why he didn't play a real sport, like football or something. Well, Carl Weathers, as we mentioned, was a professional football player. That's right. Before coming an actor. So, he played with the... Where did he play college? I can't remember he played college. I don't know, actually. But he did play for the Raiders. I know that. He was a Raider. And I think he might have played for Kansas City. I'd have to check that. But Ooh. Didn't play long, but you know, bounced around a couple years or so. Movie so, acting's a lot easier on the body. It's oh, not yeah. like it is. And the money would be way better. So according to Adam Sandler, Christopher McDonald had uh, difficulty believing Shooter would be afraid of fighting Happy due to his size advantage. So McDonald's 6'3", while Sandler's 5'10". They debated for a while until Sandler convinced McDonald that Shooter was afraid of Happy's violent temper. Yeah, he looked a little bit bigger, but it, I I didn't think that like he looked if like if if they were going to square off, I wouldn't have said, "Oh, you know, Chris mm-hmm. McDonald's going to beat him." No. Based on that, like it, they look like like Sandler's pretty he looked pretty like sturdy and he's way younger. Yeah. So Julie Bowen later revealed on Access Hollywood but there was a deleted segment of the happy place scene where she actually made out with the dwarf dressed like the cowboy. <laughs> oh, wow. Should have left that in. That would yeah, be I think it would have been funny. Should have left that one in. Uh, Carl Weathers played at San Diego State University. Oh, did he? He's an Aztec. He's an Aztec. Nice Kawhi. Imagine him playing for Herm. That's where, oh. he's that where Herm Marshall type of guy. Played? Herman Edwards? Yeah, he's, he's the Arizona head coach. State. Oh, Arizona State. Sorry. Yeah, Is that where uh, Fal- Marshall Falk played? Falk played for Arizona Marshall Falk, San Diego yeah. State. San Diego State, yeah. right? And so Kawhi. Yeah, big Kawhi. Yeah. All right, okay. I, that would be a nice. Apparently, Carl Weathers also signed with the BC Lions. Ooh, really? Look at that. Yeah. Wouldn't you know? So this is Adam Sandler's favorite movie and role that he's ever made. Yeah, I could see that. This is a neat thing. This film was uh, was actually rewritten in, uh, before final production by Judd Apatow, which went un- uncredited. Hmm. Interesting. 
Yeah. I didn't see a lot of Apatow humor in it. No, I, I don't understand that one either. No. Maybe. Oh, it would have been young Judd Apatow at that time, so he's probably just trying to get his foot in the door somewhere. So hockey legend Joe Sackick appears uncredited during the hockey tryout scene. Okay. I looked through all the scenes in the hockey scene because I had read this. I couldn't. I went back and back and looked and freeze framed it and everything. Yeah. I couldn't find him. So that picture that you posted, or he's the, assuming that he's the guy in the green jersey or whatever. When is. I went back and looked, though, that's not him. I, I, guy that's shoots what I right said too. The I guy looked, shoots right in that one, and, it, and I looked at that and I was like, "That's not him." No. According, like, yeah, I didn't know that. I either. didn't see him anywhere, but he's he's literally listed. Like when you go and check out the actual cast, well, he's from BC. Did they film it in BC? Yeah, he's but from the, and there BC. really wasn't a lot of hockey in it. Like I feel like if they were going to put in Joe Sackick at this time in '96, he's rolling. Or even if they shot it in '95, like he was he was winning cups. With and they the, won by then. When did Colorado win? Colorado the might have won in '96. '96. You have to look it up, but yeah, they were. He was but already he was established as a Nordique. He and was he, a stud in Nordique. He was a, like a perennial yeah. all star. Yeah, like, did, you're putting Joe Sack in your movie. You, you got to put him somewhere. Yeah. Totally. You know what I mean? So, I, yeah, I, I didn't really find him. I didn't see him there at all. At many points in the film, Chubbs can be seen wearing Lacoste clothing, uh, obviously as a link to the fact that he got his hand bitten off by an alligator. That's pretty funny. <laughs> That's kind of fun. <laughs> a little, nice little subtle thing. So, Kevin Costner was offered the role of Shooter McGavin, but declined. However, he did play a golf pro the same year in Tin Cup. Nah, He's better for a Tin Cup. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, he needs to play He's not cup. douchey enough to play... Shooter McGavin. No, it would have been. He would have been rooting for him. Yeah, it would have been completely different. I would have those glasses on. He'd be off to the some linen pants. (laughs) He would add some convertible. Yeah. Yes. Have a little uh, flavor saver going on, maybe. One hundred percent. Which leads me into my next one. Happy's car. This is for Jr. Happy's car is a nineteen seventy three Plymouth Duster. <laughs> it was a, quite a car. It certainly was. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> Looked like I hadn't seen a car wash in a little while. No. So this movie is, as well as the rise of Tiger Woods around the same time, were pointed to as reasons for the surge in popularity of golf among younger demographics in the late '90s, early 2000s. Makes sense. Totally and we does. talked about, it, we kind of touched on that earlier. So Lee Trevino said that. Had he actually read the script before agreeing to the role in the movie and seen the salty language, he would have passed on it. That's not you, Lee Trevino. I know. I was like, Lee, read the script. There, there, big guy. That's you are the establishment of golf. You're you're basically st- stating that oh, I didn't agree with this whole thing, and you want to you want to push golf back the way it was. I bet he, he took the royalties though. Oh, I bet she did. I guarantee. Yeah. He took and everybody, everybody, everybody like when they ripped him on, ripped him on the Simpsons when he gets when Bart gets the video game. Yeah. Lee Trevino's <laughs> you, you, you selected power <laughs> drive. Might I suggest feather touch? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, All right, let's get into our realism review. Was the movie realistic, and to do justice to the sport, you go ahead on this one, Jared. Um, realistic. The establishment of golf is realistic. The, yeah, the uppityness I had, you know, the love of your grandmother, somebody important to you. There's a lot of things that are, there's somebody, you know, down and out at that age of happy's at. It's hard. You're, that's a, those are tough ages to establish yourself in something. I kind of thought of that. Other realism parts. Plays in a pro-am. Yeah, he's in the pro-am. Um, I didn't have a ton of it, to be honest. Hockey wasn't realistic at all. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, the way, the golf idea. I mean, here's one realistic part I also looked at. 
right now in the Masters prior to a few days ago, the big hitter, Bryson DeChambeau, was the big thing where he said, I'm going to shred this golf course. I mean, obviously right now he's not. But then I watched one of those like James Duffy and TSN interviews, and they talked about now everyone's thinking about the big hit to try to shrink down a golf course. So I guess yep. there's a little bit of that coming around. No, I mean... I don't know. That's either always way. been there, though. Yeah, I think yeah. so. I'm just trying to. I mean, I'm, Tiger was pumping it when he. There's came always yeah. been. They've always talked about trying to, you know, Tiger proof a course, Rory proof a course. Before that, it was Arnold proof a course. Like, yeah. There's always going to be a guy that hits the ball far off the tee. So I'm trying to. I'm just trying to think of some different ideas, but I don't have a ton for the realism. Do you know honest. what was super unrealistic to me? This guy's such a dink, right? And has like, like job to job, and they're mm-hmm. nothing. Never. His apartment is way too good. Oh, I yeah. know. Like, unreal that's, apartment. That's yeah. classic, classic, classic Hollywood. Let, let's throw this out right now. I want you to think of either movie or television show, houses or apartments, which were completely unrealistic. Friends. Yes. I, that was the first one that came to mind. Uh, Sandler's in Big Daddy. Oh, my God, yeah. That thing was amazing. Huge loft. Multi-tiered loft. A bunch of Vince Vaughn ones in those Chicago. Oh, yeah. Like, you know which ones I'm talking about? Like, you're like, no, you don't live in that. And Swingers, too, where they're, like, living in a nice place in, like, the Fernando Valley or wherever it was. Like, and they don't even have jobs. They're, like, struggling actors. Yeah, there's... You start to go through, and it's Sutton. Sutton's, <laughs> Sutton's yeah. apartment. Sutton's yeah. still, Sutton. Sutton still may have the greatest Sutton's apartment place. of all time. Oh, that was unbelievable. Yeah, like, you can go through a bunch of them. You know how the most realistic apartment was Seinfeld? That was actually kind of a realistic yeah. apartment. Yeah. For the amount of money he would have made and like what he lived in, it wasn't crazy. You know what I always thought was kind of unrealistic, too, was uh, Chevy Chase's place, uh, or sorry, Clark Griswold's place in uh, Christmas Vacation. Their house? I thought it was kind of unreal. For how kind of poor they seemed. Or well, he always talked about how poor he can't afford this, can't afford yeah. that. Big family You home. know, Beverly D'Angelo, his wife, didn't work. And he, he was saying he was an underling in his company, even though, I, you know, he had a pretty good job. But uh, he lived in a beautiful home in a, in a nice Chicago suburb, which would have been pricey as hell. Yeah, old Sparky was pulling in some cash, I would yeah, say. Yeah, Sparky that. pulled in more cash than he was letting on. Yeah, he's got something going on on the table there. Man, yeah. He's, that's funny, actually. <laughs> Eddie must have something going. Yeah. But we yeah. know why the shitter's full. Clark, old Sparky's been hiding some be- uh, funds in there, maybe. Something's going on yeah, there. There's something going on. I mean, Webb, you can fire away in some of the oh, I mean, stuff. the golf itself, yeah. it's it's totally unrealistic. I mean, the, the interaction with the caddies is pretty funny. Um the the other thing that I was gonna before I go on about the golf a little bit more the more unrealistic uh, Sandler's girlfriend to start the kindergarten teacher way too hot for him sorry yeah. way yeah. too hot that's kicking past the coverage as Jr likes to say <laughs> yeah I love um, it yeah so I mean the golf stuff shooter swing a little wonky um, it was okay but I thought he, it was a little wonky he, do you know he dropped his front knee a lot yeah. Sandler's swing is so obviously so over the top, <laughs> yeah. um, and no way it's going to go straight. Um, I don't know. And I just you can't find hit it funny. the, and you can't use that approach when you're hitting like fairway shots and like he chip chips shots. like that. He chips <laughs> like that in work boots and sandbunker shots. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um, so I mean, there's that the the blade on the putter. Um, I'm pretty sure there's some kind of regulation on how long it can be. I know now there's obviously how long the length of the putter, but I think there's a length on the blade as well. I was going to say, mm-hmm. I thought it might have been illegal. I couldn't find anything on it. But. Yeah. Um, and I, I mean, it's a fun movie. I mean, in terms of yeah. I, you don't watch this movie for the, the golf aspect of it. I mean, you do and you don't, but you really don't. Um, 
you watch it because you want to see Adam Sandler be Adam Sandler. Right. Uh, and have a meltdown and be funny and be lighthearted and sweet at the same time. Definitely. Yeah, I was thinking with like movies like Happy Gilmore, um, Blades of Glory, Talladega Nights. Like you, you have to expect there's going to be some unrealistic things because that's that's what makes it funny yeah like, that's right Sandler so over the swing is, is the thing that makes it funny and everybody like as you mentioned jr tried that as a kid we used to do it all the time i remember j-rex said yeah. on the colonnade you just do it pretty yeah. sure we still do it at I least a couple yeah. times a summer i still do it yeah you get enough, you get enough beverages in you in a For basketball sure. tournament and it's game on yeah it's i mean early in the afternoon our course has a, a, high a tournament play. called the waterbury open every year <laughs> that's amazing yeah. That's amazing. I yeah, you guys pretty much nailed most of it. The one thing I did want to mention about realistic was well, a couple of things that I thought the the way they kind of hyped up the PGA events, kind of the publicity, the atmosphere of it was kind mm-hmm. of good. But the whole uh, Chubbs Peterson thing with the happy place, ha- the psychology especially with of the guy golf? like Happy Gilmore, right? Like he was in his head all the time and he's explosive. Like that's a great mental toughness technique to say. You need to you need to narrow your focus and, and get into your happy place and totally basically de-escalate your emotions. So that was like pretty realistic. The gold jacket it was a nice homage to the Masters green jacket. But when I played in Augusta, we had a we had a green jacket in our dressing room hanging in the corner, and it was given out every night after the game to whoever had the, the worst plus minus on the team. <laughs> and uh after every after every home game we used to have to go to this thing called uh, the Lynx den or something we were called the augusta Lynx, so we'd have to go down there and like mingle with our fans and do kind of like a tailgate and whoever had the lowest plus minus on the team had to wear the green jacket to the after event <laughs> and just like get embarrassed right like it was like a, it was kind of like a motivating thing to be better but it wasn't because we played in augusta and obviously the green jacket had so now all the listeners want to know jim how many times did you have to wear the green jacket <laughs> i think i did have to wear it one time early <laughs> in the year i think i was on for we played against south carolina travis Moore, who played a little bit with the dallas stars and he lit he lit us up for a couple and i was on the ice for a few of those so <laughs> I, I definitely wore it for at least at least a week, I think I did. Or at least Still has breath days. mints in it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that's mine too. It I'll was dusty that. too. It was an old dusty green jacket. Who's 20 bucks is that? That's me. Yeah. <laughs> Unrealistic. Uh, you guys kind of mentioned a lot. Of it. One thing I did want to mention though, it was just kind of a funny little thing. So Happy mentions that he and his dad loved going to the Bruins games. So the footage they showed was actually from 1990s roller hockey international league game. <laughs> I don't know if you guys could see that, but uh, I, I, I went back and rewound it. It was actually roller hockey. It was, and there was a league in the 90s called the Roller Hockey International League. And this was a pro roller hockey league that ran from 93 to 99, and they played it in the offseason, summer months. Uh, the league had teams in Miami, Sacramento, Oakland, San Diego, St. Louis, Vancouver, Denver, Atlanta, Phoenix. And notable guys that played in the league, Daniel Bertium. The yeah, band. PEI Senator, band baby. PEI Senator. Half of Smokey and the Bandit with him and Pokey Reddick. That's right. He had the, uh, he had the, the uh, long... The bandana. Uh, yeah, that's right. Um, Manny Legacy. Brian, oh. Brian Trache played in this for a year. Wow. Walt Podobny. Oh, did, no. Podobny's got it. Yeah. Did, Bellow, did Bellows play in this league? <laughs> no, he didn't. He didn't. Uh, <laughs> Peter Scudra. Uh, oh, my God. Uh, Ty, uh, Dave Tiger Williams. Of course he did. Darren Langdon. Ooh, here's one from goofy. here's one from a couple guys from back in your day, Jr. From when you were uh, stick boy with the PEI Senators, Sasha Lakovich. 
He was crazy. Nut job. He's he played crazy. for St. John Flames. He was yeah. insane. Uh, and Radic Hammer. Radic Hammer? Yeah. Number seven, BEI Senators, baby. He was our Your 20 D. We there loved Radic Hammer. He was <laughs> such a go. wimp, but we loved him. Yeah, Sasha Lakovic wasn't a wimp, though. Not to be no. confused with Jim the Hammer Shapiro. Oh, no. Radic Hammer was the man. Sasha Lakovic, actually. We're going to be touching on him in a movie <laughs> at some point when we do Miracle. He was in Miracle. He played uh, Boris Mihailo- Ma- oh. Mikhailov. He was no So here's what I also noticed about those scenes. Did you guys notice how much... Uh, Happy's dad looked like Borat. Yeah. Like uh, crazy, I get that. Yes. crazy because amount. I just watched it. I was actually. I was that. howling. Sarah's like, "What are you laughing at?" I'm like, <laughs> like "His dad looked." Like, I'm like, "I don't." And I didn't understand. I'm like, "Is he supposed to be Egyptian or something?" Because he said Happy's mom moved to Egypt, and I was like, "This is kind of a weird tie-in." I don't know what the the premise was in there, but funny. He yeah, he had like, great. He looked duster. a lot like Borat. I agree. The, the duster and everything. Sick Agreed. Duster. Just a couple other small things like happy punching patrons. Like, that's not going to fly. Yeah. How about Chubbs Peterson actually being a black golf legend in that era? That's just not happening. Because, like, we're mm-hmm. talking gym. A lot of those events were played in Jim Crow South. Yep. You know, it, a lot. Of, he wouldn't have been allowed on a lot of the courses. No. And I know that's sad, like, brutal to say, but it's true at that time. This was a funny thing. I don't know if you guys noticed this, but the piano kept playing when Chubbs lifted his hands yeah. up from the keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> it's heaven. I mean, of course. Of course it does, right? <laughs> and then this other one, Happy takes six, I counted them, he took six strokes trying to get out of that rough after he had that happy place meltdown like when it kind of went sour on him. He ended up hitting his last shot that he got out into the water. So with the drop, he would have lost seven strokes there, but somehow he was only down... Like two or three on the leaderboard from that. Yeah, point. there was one other hole I counted. I'm pretty sure he was over 10. Like, I think yeah. he went past the stroke limit on the hole, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then another one. Well, uh, I think that rule may be not in effect in the PGA. I feel like you just keep going. I, I think so, yeah. Up. I don't think there's a limit. Uh, the 18th hole was a par three. How many courses have you ever seen that? Has yeah, I thought yeah, that, no. too. That par was three, a little uh, That was weird. At the quote unquote Masters or yeah. Tour Championship. Tour Championship. Uh, Shooter also wouldn't have had to play the ball off Mr. Larson's foot. He would have had a drop there. And then when the scaffolding fell, yeah. they would have marked his ball, cleaned it up, and resumed play after. A couple other notes I had. Uh, so the the kid in the batting cage had a horrible swing. Awful. <laughs> <laughs> Awful. Awful. Just embarrassing. Uh, how, how about Happy shooting pop cans with a stick that he pulled out of his trunk? In the parking lot? <laughs> Driving around with the big checks is also pretty funny. Yeah, it's yeah. So to the big checks. I want one of those ones. <laughs> the guy's like, what? <laughs> How about Hal running an old age home sweatshop? Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty wicked. Did you see the uh, Minnesota Moose? Uh, okay, yeah. Album? I wondered about yeah. that. I was like, where is that? Winnipeg or something? Is it Manitoba uh, no, Moose? No, it was Manitoba Moose. Moose. No, it was Minnesota Moose back then. They actually oh, okay. moved oh, the team. Okay. They did move the team to Manitoba after. I made a note after, about that. Once Winnipeg uh, moved to Phoenix, oh, they relocated their okay. AHL team to Manitoba. Kept the okay. same name, Moose. But the Minnesota Moose, I think there's a mention of them also in one of the Mighty Ducks movies as well. But I think that might have been maybe their practice rink. That wondered that. They, yeah, that they had where that is there. this place? Yeah. And the Happy's Bruins hat. That was a sick hat. Great hat. That, that era, like the 90s era of hats. That was like, like a swag. game hat. The, yeah, game. the, game the games and, st- and starter. Those were our eras oh, of hats. Yeah. If you got a starter pinstripe team hat, you that was... You I were, want them to bring it back. Oh, yeah. I love that era. I had a lot of game hats. Yeah. 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 They were sick. Game was big in the NCAA world. Yeah. A lot of it NCAA was, yeah. material from the game. 
Absolutely. I remember having like Hoya's stuff yeah. and like Florida State stuff. Yeah. So let's jump into the soundtrack. Uh, music was composed by Mark Mothersbaugh. Mothersbaugh came to prominence in the late 70s as co-founder, lead singer, and keyboardist in the new wave band Devo, whose Whip It was a top 20 single in the U.S. in 1980. Mothersbaugh has composed work for the following films, Revenge of the Nerds 2, Dead Man on Campus, Rushmore, 200 Cigarettes, The Royal Tenenbaums, Lords of Dogtown, one of my faves, and 21 and 22 Jump Street. This is more recent. Mothersbaugh contracted COVID-19 on May 20, 2020 and was placed on a ventilator in an intensive care unit in Cedars-Sinai Medical Center for 18 days. In August uh, 2020, Mothersbaugh recounted that he nearly died of the disease and was in a delusional state while infected. He came to believe that he had been hospitalized after being hit by a brick in Little Tokyo and repeatedly urged his family members to search for his attackers. He described having long-lasting neuropathic pain as a result of the illness. Pretty scary stuff. Yikes. Not to dampen it, but like, what do we think of the soundtrack? Uh, I love soundtrack of Adam Sandler movies. Yeah. You get like a wider range of tunes, and you kind of never go wrong. There's always something for somebody, and all of Sandler's movies that I've ever watched, I really like soundtracks. He seems to always pull out the best classic rock tunes to include in a movie, right? So, you know, in this case, we got Tuesday's Gone, uh, although I think Happy strikes me more as a Freebird guy, Um, but... Uh, what else did I have in here? Jump Around is in there, but in terms of like Wooly Bully, uh, Kansas, Carry On, Wayward Son, yeah. like just a classic. Uh, Amazing. Yeah, classic rock tune. Um, so some great, great tracks on here. Um, it's funny that you that you mentioned uh, Mother's Ball in some of those movies. Um, a lot of Wes Anderson movies there. Like yeah. I, it was funny, the Royal Tenenbaums, I hadn't seen this till just now at your list. And I was listening to that soundtrack yesterday. So, like, oh, yeah? Nico does a great cover of um, These Days. Uh, it's a Jackson Brown song, if you've ever heard it. And it, it's it's a really good – that whole soundtrack, Royal Tenenbaum soundtrack, is fantastic. Another great movie, too. Yeah, it was um, a good movie. Cool, cool movie with uh, Ben The Wilson Stiller. boys. Sandler always Wilson rocks boys. some sweet T-shirts and stuff, too. Yes, he does. Yeah, yeah. He's always got a good T-shirt. He's got yeah. some ACDC T-shirts. Except his basketball shorts. He wears the most ridiculous basketball shorts ever. He plays in a lot <laughs> yes. of those like celebrity like yep. games, and he wears the like the baggiest. There's all kinds of videos on it. You can YouTube it. <laughs> Sandler playing Sandler playing pickup basketball. Like he looks like he's wearing like pants that Aladdin or the genie might wear. Like they're ridiculous. <laughs> they're so they're so over the top. Uh, but he can shoot. He's not a bad baller, yeah. Sandler. So, That's yeah, great, great soundtrack. I mean, like I said, Sandler doesn't tend to miss the mark too often uh, with a lot of the tracks he picks. Yep. I don't have much to add. Do you got anything, JR? No, all good. I agree with all that. Like I said, Sandler movies have great tunes. Absolutely. Yeah, they usually do. Let's move into our movie wrap-up. So where does this movie rank among all-time golf movies, and where does it rank among all-time sports movies? Uh, golf movies, I'm going to probably go, I'm trying to think, maybe three or four. In and around there. It's in my top five. Definitely in the top five. Uh, favorite movies of all time, I probably in the top f- 35, <clears throat> probably to 40 right around. Probably say in the top 35 because it's just so funny and I can, it's so rewatchable. Yeah. And I can just always go with it. So I'm going to put it in the probably top 35 and probably in the top five for golf movies, definitely, Web. 
So all the longtime listeners are going to give me grief for this. In episode two, you said that you couldn't put Happy Gilmore had a tin cup. Well, you know what? In episode two, I was wrong. Uh, you did uh, say that. Yeah, I was wrong. We pulled, we pulled the, the arc Because I was thinking about this. Happy Gilmore, for everything we just said, right, about the, the fact that it has lasting um, – impact on us the fact that we still use it in everyday pop culture yeah as and also to the also to the point that we're talking about the swings and all that stuff it's had a way longer lasting effect than tin cup so i'm gonna put it at two it's still not ahead of caddyshack for me Mm -hmm. um but it's at two for me just because uh it's so funny uh, and does a great job. All that <laughs> stuff, funny. all that stuff lasts. Um, so it's going to be two in terms of golf movie, golf movies, all time sports movies. I'd say hovering around 30. It's, yeah. it's around there. I, I have to, you know, say there's a, but a bunch that I can think of, but I'd still put ahead of it, but, um, it's hovering around 30. Yeah. 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 That's a good point. Really good point. What you just mentioned about the lasting effects web and the impact. I hadn't really given that a much thought until now. It really is. Like we, we as we were kind of talking through this episode about you know making the golf game younger and cooler and Tiger coming in around yeah. the same time. That's a good point. The really fact that point. we the three of us all said before this week that we probably don't need to actually watch it before we talk <laughs> yeah, about the true. pod because that's we've true. seen it so many times that's and true. we we quote so many of the lines. Yeah. Um like this is the first pod I didn't make any notes. Yeah. So like <laughs> it's so quotable. My wife even quotes it. That's yeah. right. We, Melissa quoted it tonight. It's yeah. Jazz's mom's favorite movie. That's what yeah. I mean. Yeah. So like yeah. what kind of like Christine how can Mom. we not rank it high when it has that kind of lasting effect on people, right? If yeah. in, the only people who wouldn't put it ahead of a lot of those movies are again uh people who've been who grew up maybe a little bit more with with Caddyshack. Yeah. Um and the fact that are those people that really are too serious about golf. Where do you think Lee Trevino puts this movie? <laughs> oh, Lee Trevino, <laughs> Lee Trevino lines his pockets. I, I the fact yeah. he said that kind of makes me mad. Lee like, Trevino can hit the bricks. Yeah, yeah, Lee Trevino take your bad Nintendo game and go away. Uh <laughs> You know what? Okay, you blow in it, and I hope I blow it, and it doesn't work. Lee, you know. And on that note, you know who else? He can go join Jack Nicholas on the yeah, that Jack same Nicholas too. Go vote for Trump somewhere else. Yeah, and Bobby Orr. Not on this podcast. Go Bob. away, Bobby Orr. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've got it. I mean, I you know I've detailed my list, so I've actually got it at four behind Tin Cup, Legend of Beggar Vance, and Caddyshack. But you got me thinking, Webb, and I'm not going to change it now. But that's where I had it. You gave me a good push, though, to be like, oh, the impact, lasting impact. But I went back I went back on my word from episode two. It's just yeah. the longevity this thing has. It's, right. it's, it's got longer legs. Yeah. So that's where I've got it right now. It's in my top five and top four. And in my all-time sports movies, I got it somewhere towards the back of my 50, top 50. Makes sense. So as we've kind of been doing lately, it's kind of been a fun thing. We've been enjoying it, and we've gotten our inspiration from... Uh, JJ Reddick and the Old Man in the Three podcast. We're going to do a draft again this week. And this week's draft is going to be celebrity non-pro golfers to make up a best ball foursome. So, Webb, we're going to give you the, the honors this week. Well, before we get into it, break down the criteria again. Okay. Because you, you had sent out some pretty good criteria. So, we need the listeners to know the criteria. Before okay, we, we kicked pick. around a few. I don't know if we... I like the last one you sent in the in the group okay. chat. Yeah, so well, let's do that then. We'll we'll kind of at the end of it, we'll give a little summary. T- uh, we'll sum it up together, and we'll figure out how we want to do it. But uh, let's say you got to put together three golfers to play with you. Uh, celebrity, they can't be 
PGA guys or like college amateurs or mm-hmm. whatever. Like they got to be like celebrity non-pro golfers to make up a best ball foursome. And let's think about it. We can rate a category on best looking, most likely to win a fight in the bar, and most likely to win the <laughs> golf tournament. Let's do that. All right. Best looking, most likely to win a fight in the bar afterwards, and most likely to win the golf tournament. So if I'm getting first overall pick. I know who you're going with, so that's why it. I gave it to you. That's there's why we no, all gave it to you. There's like, no way I'm not going with Michael Jordan. Yeah, that's we, why that, we gave you the pick. We gave it to you so you wouldn't suck. <laughs> because I kind of wanted first pick and then, then take it and then watch your reaction. <laughs> and I didn't want a black guy going in the weekend. So, you know. Yeah, I was going to say, knock my teeth in. <laughs> I mean, Webb's fired up tonight. Obvious so choice. Not lie to you. Obvious <laughs> choice. You've had a tough MJ. day. You've had a tough Obvious day. choice, MJ. Okay. You want me to go next, yeah, JR? You got second, Jamer. Go ahead. This is a tough one. All right. I'm gonna sleep and take the next two. Yeah. I traded down because I'm gonna take the next two. I don't know. If you, I don't think you guys are taking them. All right. You know what? I'm gonna go with a guy who was a Hall of Famer and the only pitcher in Major League history with 200 wins and 150 saves. He was part of one of the most prolific starting rotations in baseball history. List. Tiger Woods called him the best non-PGA golfer that he's ever seen, and he's a scratch golfer. And we're talking about my boy. John Smoltz. I had him yeah, on my list. I had him on my list too. All right. Uh, my pick. Uh, first things first, I'm going to take a guy who is both tough, handsome, strong, Cardinals fan, and is one madman. I'm going John Ham as my first overall pick. Wow. I want him on my team. He's a decent golfer. Okay. And he's going to be a good all around guy. So pick one is John Ham. I believe I go again. You do. My next pick is get you a good deal and skip the dishes too. He will give me. <laughs> he wants a teenage movie role. Uh, my next pick is a guy who's going to be able to analyze the shot before I make it. Oh, nice! He is excellent. Oh. He's good looking. Took He's my boy. strong. I'm going to go Tony Romo, scratch golfer, and just an all around cool guy. You took my boy. You took Smoltzy. I had Smoltzy down. Yeah, okay, this is a tough one. Okay. So I'm coming back, and uh, you know I got a, I got a good golfer in my in my thing in my group here, and now I'm going to go for a guy who's a pretty good golfer. He's a five handicap, uh, but he's he was a former Mickey Mouse Club guy. Oh, I can't believe you just <laughs> cut my grass! Are you serious? <laughs> you totally just cut my grass. Former original boy band headliner. I had him too. Crush Sars Fest with the Rolling Stones has more kills than COVID nineteen. Is that too soon? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going with Justin Timberlake. Oh, nice pick. Wow. I'm on there. Nice pick. Oh, and Webb unravels. He's got oh. this feeling inside my bones. Webb's up. Oh, I was going to bring right sexy now. back with that pick too. Yeah, yeah. Oh. He's bringing Snap Show back. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I want a web snap. Come oh, jeez, James. <laughs> All right. Well then. If I'm going just to have pure fun and chuckles with, I'm I'm bringing uh, Sir Charles to my foursome because yes. I just want to watch that horrendous swing in live action. Uh, so he's going to be number two, and I figure him and MJ, I can get them to bury the hatchet and get talking again because they're good shit. Uh, so I'm going to go with Charles Barkley, and then uh, I mean, if I'm already if I'm already kind of staying in that vein, and you took. Oh, God, I can't believe you took JT. I had that one. I thought that was going to be bye, my bye, 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 I, bye, bye. <laughs> I thought that was going to be my sleeper pick for sure. All right, I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to go with 
with Wayner. I got to. I'm going to go with Gretz. That's a good one. Gretz is, Ooh, nice Gretz pick, is, nice Gretz is bringing you up have the like four. the pro stars. I, I, got, I, I might <laughs> okay. trade Charles for, for, for Bo. Yeah. yeah and just team. go team pro stars. Uh, yeah, I'll go with Gretz. Yeah. All right. I guess I got the next one again. This is a tough pick for me. Uh, I think I can lock up a category right now if I pick this one guy. I think that's what I'm going to do. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to pick a 14-time Grand Slam winner, mm. booming serve, and mm. one of the hairiest men to ever grace the grass court. <laughs> <laughs> and this guy was handsome enough to marry Veronica Vaughn. I'm going with one handicap, Pete Sampras. That's a great pick. That's a good pick. He's a one handicap. He is. Good I don't perfect. believe that Justin Timberlake's a five, by the way. I do. No. I feel like that's no. overrated. Yeah, I bet I she plays like, a lot I feel like, of golf. I feel like how can you play that much golf? He's on money he's, he's on got. tour all the time. How can you play that much? I golf? don't think he tours as much anymore. He no, plays a ton I, think of golf. He, I don't think money, he plays. Even if you're on tour, it. you probably play golf in the morning. I don't he's know. good to go. He probably plays around every day. All right. Well, fellas, I'm going to wrap up my team. You know, I got myself, Ham, Romo. We can all get pretty intense in the court. We're going to, or on the sorry, on the course. We're going to need the guy to mellow us out. So for that pick. I'm going to go with Snoop Dogg on my team. <laughs> well played. I really feel like he had helped calm our whole show down and just make things a lot easier you for us. He hit a lot of well greens. Played. A lot of greens. He knows his grass. So I'm going to go with uh, Snoop Dogg. And he's a good caddy in uh, the uh, Starsky and Hutch. There you yeah. go. He knows what he's doing. I'm going Snoop Dogg. Nicely done. Nice Nicely pick. done. Nice pick. All right. So let's start with uh, who's the handsomest group? I think I got that lot. I got oh, Timberlake. I Sampras and it's John Smoltz. I have Ham. Sampras is not. Sampras is not a good looking dude. He's a good looking no. guy. And, yeah. and Smoltz is definitely not. Smoltz has got no. Smoltz is all power alleys at this point. As you like to say, he's, he's full Caldy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, full cul de sac. I'm going with my team. I have John Ham. Who's John Ham? Yeah, John Ham. Tony good. Romo. Yeah, no. yeah. All right. You yeah, Snoop Dogg's your your Achilles heel. Snoop Dogg's letting us down. But the other two brides bring them. I'll give you the other three. You mean me? I mean, I <laughs> I'll give it to you. So, I mean, JR, I you got, got Michael Jordan. I got enough said. Like, come on. I think JR wins best looking. All right. I got I win that one. All right. All right. Who's going to win the fight in the bar? Ooh, I'm losing. You're losing that one, JR. I don't win that yeah, one. Yeah, you're not. I don't think I'm winning either, Webb. I think you've you got Barkley. You guys have got some big, big huge guys. I got Barkley and I got MJ. MJ's just not losing at anything. So, yeah, I go you. I'm winning them all. Let's put it like it is. I think you're winning the fight. Yeah. I'm winning everything because MJ's not going to lose. Charles Barkley's huge. Charles Barkley is going to. We his wouldn't name? get into a fight because you know why? Wayne Gretzky would buy everybody a drink because he's, <laughs> nice, <laughs> yeah. he's, he's just such a nice. Dave Semenko He's just such a nice human being. Like he wouldn't. We yeah. wouldn't get touched. You got Semenko looking out over yeah. everybody. You're good. I got I got Webb in the fight. I got Jarrett's handsome, the handsomest group. Now we got to see who's going to win the golf tournament. I think I might have the edge there because Barkley's bringing you guys way down. He's bringing us way down. Yeah, Snoop and I are bringing us down. Yeah, yeah. I think you might have the edge there. I don't know. I think you would do too. I think I won the golf because Smolty Sampras is a one. Your combined score would probably be better. Probably be we'd be having it would yeah. be it would be Wayner and and uh, MJ bring my team up for sure. Yeah, I don't even have to play golf. I'd just be drinking in the cart. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with Snoop and my team. Good. That was a good one though. That was a good draft. Yeah, that's fun. All right, everybody, thanks again for listening. Don't forget to hit us up on all social media. You can leave us a tweet at Big League Flicks and on Instagram at Big Leaks, uh Pod. And don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave us a review. Uh, have a great weekend, everybody. Stay safe.
Take care, everybody. Quick shout out to my buddy, Officer Stanley in uh, Nova Scotia. Just want to say hi. Love you, bud. Take care. Thanks for listening, fellas. Sports and the glitz and the glamour Got a cold beer pairing for the leading lady staring Fun facts and trivia and man rocket comparing Soundtracks and music, they'll rate all these things Was it real or did they lose us as the fat lady sings? Talking junk, have a giggle, comedy, drama, romance Did the film deliver six to noon in my pants With their big bag of tricks, these podcast critics Jordan Christian and Jammer with Big League Flicks Jordan Christian and Jammer with Big League Flicks Jordan Christian and Jammer